Today on the Angel Nest, we get an update from Brandverge, a platform designed to make buying and selling advertising more efficient. Founder Lynn Brown says they found the right product mix, and this young company is about to turn profitable. Welcome back to another edition of the Angel Nest, where real angel investors and entrepreneurs partner to build great companies. I'm David Hemingway. I'm a five-time founder and now an active angel investor. And my mission here is to talk about how investors collaborate with startups to build great companies. We don't make or recommend investments here, but we do try to help entrepreneurs and angels find the right partnerships. Buying media used to be simple when the options were TV, radio, and print. But now the digital revolution has exploded and brought nearly unlimited options to brands and their advertising agencies. There's online, email, text, podcast, even sponsorships. And the very nature of advertising has changed. Marketers now use content to sell their brands, so the article you read may actually be sponsored and carry a message meant to sell you something. It all gets complicated and labor-intensive and therefore very expensive for advertisers and their brands to find the right partnerships. The Brandverge platform is here to help bring buyers and sellers together. And with more than 300 brands and over 100 media companies participating, it seems like they've made a lot of progress in the last year. And since Brandverge is about buying and selling advertising, it only makes sense that its talented founders represent both sides of the transaction. Lynn Brown, you were formerly a media buyer, while Molly Kehoe worked in sales. Thanks to you both for coming back to tell us what's been happening at Brandverge. Thanks so much for having us back. We also want to welcome Scott Schiller, who is a media investor and chief commercial officer at Engine Group, and whose career includes propelling the conversion to digital advertising at places like NBC Universal and Glam. Scott's also an advisor to Brandverge and an adjunct professor at NYU. Thanks for joining us, Scott. Happy to be here. So, Molly, if you would, give us a recap of what Brandverge does and how things have been going. Yeah, happy to. So, Brandverge helps to streamline the planning and buying of premium marketing programs. So for those of you who are not familiar with advertising, when we say premium marketing, think of articles that you're reading that have branded content in them, right? Maybe a specific brand is mentioned throughout or an event that has a brand sponsor or a podcast like this that has a host read. Um, Sort of those really tight integrations between a brand and a media company, you know, like an NBCU where Scott used to work. Um, Currently on the platform, we have about 100 different media companies and a little over 350 brands and agencies. So we've grown a bit since we last spoke and we've made a ton of connections. Lynn, Google and Facebook are already doing a lot of their business transactions online. And it feels like you're just making that capability available to the rest of the advertising industry. That's exactly right. And that's the goal of Brandverge. So when Molly and I first set out to um, start Brandverge, it really started with solving a problem. And that problem was that for premium media investment, where you have a brand who's looking to do something more integrated with a great media company, it's just too complicated. At the same time, in both of our roles, we found that there are certain tactics like Google and Facebook, um, search marketing, social media, that were becoming easier and easier to invest in. And it just didn't seem like there was any parity. So for us, the concept of Brandverge is really meant to even that playing field so that as a marketer, you can take a look at all of the different ways that you can be investing in media. And that may include a mix of Google, Facebook, and other, but the other piece won't be 
quite as hard as it would be without Brandverge. Um, what we found is that, you know, we have clients who are spending hundreds of hours managing the RFPs, going out to market and asking one-to-one -one questions to your sales folks, um, waiting for responses back. And what we've done is bring everything into one really easy to use dashboard and marketplace so that marketers have one place to go where as they're building out those niche premium marketing plans, it's as easy as it is when you're planning with Google and Facebook. Um, you're just getting different exposure. You're reaching different people and you're doing things from a creative standpoint, very impactful and very different than you would with those sort of lower funnel tactics. And since we all learn best by example, do you have a client you can tell us about who's really benefited from the platform, maybe found an opportunity they wouldn't have otherwise found? Um, Under Armour, uh, one of our clients, which everyone is familiar with, um, they were looking to target college women and they never really had focused on that core audience prior, Gen Z. So they used our platform to actually find a partnership with a company that they had never heard of, but that perfectly fit the audience they were trying to go after. Uh, the company is called Her Campus. And basically together by using the services that Brambridge provides, they built a college athlete series um, where athletes from different colleges all over the U.S. talked about their sports, what being a student athlete means to them, and the whole thing was sponsored by Under Armour, um, and that partnership has continued to grow. So that's sort of a big one where they, you know, have tons of relationships everywhere, but used our platform to make sure that they were targeting, you know, consumers that maybe they hadn't thought of previously. And it's got to be great for her campus, too, because it exposes them to a lot of potential new partners. Correct. Yep. And this was a net new partnership for them. So it was really exciting. And they were able to grow their revenue from this partnership. And that's one of the benefits as a supplier on the platform is you, you know, might not have a great sales team, meaning in size that can go after every advertiser you know, in the ecosystem. So this allows you to get qualified leads while your team is nurturing relationships and growing relationships that might already exist. Scott Schiller, you spent most of your successful career in ad sales and you were an early investor in Brandverge. Is it inevitable that ad sales and marketing will go online to a platform? Well, I think let's take a step back, right? If you start with, you know, how does a consumer think about uh, advertising? You know, they see thousands of ads and it's a 24 seven world for them. And so what that has done is it has created more and more uh, publishers, whether they be individual people who are Instagram um, influencers or, uh, or a company like uh, Spotify that has millions of podcasts or Facebook that has uh, you know, millions of, uh, of advertisers. Uh, there are a proliferation of choices. And so uh, the publishing community, the broadcasters, the, the, the video creators are going to need to uh, be able to market their programs. And the, the, there, there are really two ways to do this, right? There are um, the tried and true, uh, you know, lunches and face-to-face -face contacts, which you know, even when we recover from COVID won't be 100%, maybe it's 75%, but that will take years. And then there is technology. You look at um, an environment like streaming today and 
50% of the transactions on streaming today are programmatically driven. So um, naturally, there's going to be a need to have platforms uh, and in person. And what something like Brandverge does is it, it it's an excellent place to be able to um, uh, to to transact, to learn about opportunities. And from a publisher standpoint, you have hundreds of opportunities. You don't have enough money to have all the salespeople you need. You have uh, you have to figure out a way around you know thousands of RFPs. Uh, a year uh, to to analyze and assess when you have best have a 25% chance of winning them. Uh, so something like a Brandverge platform, I think, and others are going to proliferate over time. And what's your business model? How does that work? Yeah, great question. So our business model is twofold. It's subscription and success feed. So we charge our partners a subscription to be part of the platform and then share in their success. So any RFP and lead that they get through the platform, we charge them a fee um, for that. So it's sort of a blended model. So Lynn, as an investor, uh, I want to know how you're going to get to be profitable. And do you need to reach critical mass in order to do that? Uh, or can you be profitable and successful servicing mostly the niche brands? Yeah, that's a great question. So as Molly mentioned, our model right now is really built out around um, subscriptions for media companies. So for the revenue organizations who are looking to operate and then run their sales organizations much more efficiently, we charge a subscription to bring them onto the platform to market their offerings and their company. Um, what we've done over the past six to eight months is really built out additional revenue streams. Um, those will also help us get to, um, you know, a, a level of scale that we're, we're, we're set out for. So a couple of those things are white label marketplaces with trade organizations, as well as with large agencies, where we can build them a custom ecosystem within Brandverge so that they can see their preferred partners, they can manage upfront rate negotiations, all of the things that are otherwise done very manually, we can help to facilitate in a really easy way while also charging a licensing fee for it. Um, so that's something that we're rolling out right now. And then in addition, as you mentioned, niche brands, um, something that we've really noticed as well over the last year, especially during and after COVID, um, is the fact that a lot of teams have scaled down. So there's not as many uh, media planners that are working on certain clients or there are brands who maybe don't have um, the you know, marketing team size that they had a year and a half ago, what we can do is step in and provide really turnkey concierge services through our technology where they can step in, use our self-serve platform, and then we also can provide a layer of expertise on top of that where we'll take a piece of their budget. So with those things in mind, we're actually on track to hit profitability this month in April um, and continue from that point on. So for us, you know, especially in everything that's going on right now, it was really important over the last year to get back to the fundamentals of our business and make sure that, you know, we were built on a really solid foundation of, um, you know, the ins and outs of the business and where our revenue is coming from and how that's growing. So in terms of the scale, it's a combination of, you know, rolling out additional revenue streams, but also scaling up um, the clients that we're going after. So having that focus on, D2C brands who we can help to step in and, and handle some of their marketing on their behalf through our concierge services. And then from a media partner perspective, really, you know, going deep, not only servicing podcast and digital, which has been our bread and butter to date, 
but expanding out into other areas as well, um, which is something that we're doing now too. I, I think also it's important, just think about the world today. Uh, six months or a year from now, you're gonna have many more remote workers and remote workers aren't gonna have the benefit of, of meeting with uh, prospective media outlets as easily or um, in as much scale as they used to. They're gonna have to rely on technology. So like everything else, COVID um, is gonna accelerate the use of technology in our everyday lives. Being a professor at NYU gives me a chance to be the master of the obvious. And uh, the best example of the obvious is when you take a step back into the 40s, 50s, and 60s, guess how advertising was bought, sold, and consumed by context. What Brandverge allows us to do is to put that context in a platform that today's 20-year-old media buyers are accustomed to and feel very comfortable around to be able to engage with content and then automate the process, keep costs reasonable, and in, enhance the ability to uh, reach uh, the brand or, or uh, advertisers target customers. Molly, how do salespeople feel about Brandverge? Is it the platform that is killing the three martini lunch or uh, is it a way for them to reach a lot more prospects or both? Yeah, that's really interesting. I think Scott made a great point earlier. I think lunches and entertainment and personal connection is always going to be there. I just think it's going to look a little bit different. And Brandverge really allows publishers and media vendors to have a bit of both, right? The platform allows them to be discoverable in real time when buyers have budget when they're looking to spend and deploy that capital, but there is still an active human on the other end who can chat with that buyer, go back and forth, answer any questions. So it allows you to still build a personal relationship, but you don't need to be out at lunch to do that or in a boardroom to do that. And to your point, David, it allows you to really cast a wider net. You can continue to build those relationships that exist or you know that your company is really good at building, but gives you an additional space to generate leads and get qualified interest from buyers that you just may not have the bandwidth to go after entirely. So I think the post-COVID world is gonna kind of be this hybrid. And I think Brandverge provides a great solution for what that you know post-COVID world is gonna look like. Scott, as an industry expert, your association with Brandverge as both an investor and an advisor, uh, obviously sends a very strong signal. Tell us what it is about Brandverge that made you want to be involved. Well, I think um, I approach investing uh, in, in, in two ways that are uh, probably less obvious uh, to those listening to this podcast uh, or those in your network, which is um, I never put the money first. I, I put the, uh, the mission and what the journey, uh, the opportunity of the, the, the offering is. And then I think of investments as just another part of my own career. Um, and what value can I give? What value can I get? And, and, and uh, you know, generally, how can I contribute? So when I met Molly and Lynn, 
through a uh, industry colleague, what I saw was an opportunity to uh, fix a problem that has existed for 15 or 20 years since the advent of uh, the internet uh, as a media um, entity. And that is uh, too many opportunities, too many options, not enough salespeople, not enough revenue, um, all these things. And so uh, I approached it with that and uh, thought about, you know, uh, is this a journey that, that I want to be in with, um, with Molly and Lynn and uh, what, can, what can we do there? So uh, I know it's counterintuitive, but it's worked so far. Lynn Brown, Molly Kehoe, and Scott Schiller, thank you all so much for joining us. You can reach Lynn and Molly at gobrandverge.com. You can learn more at our website, theangelnest.com, including listening to the first episode that we recorded with Lynn and Molly just about a year ago. And now for the disclaimer that we don't make or recommend investments at The Angel Nest. Our podcast is for informational purposes only. We do not independently verify and therefore cannot be responsible for claims made by our guests or sponsors. You should always do your own homework before investing in any business, especially in private ventures. I'm David Hemingway. We produce The Angel Nest with help from David Newhoff. Thanks for listening. And here's hoping my fellow angel investors and the founders they support find their next great venture. So long until next time.